can I ask one specific question about my business? Because I think everyone's going to learn from it. And then you have the floor and you have one-on-one -on -one interaction with somebody who's much more experienced than you. And that's a way to maximize value right now because it's really hard to find good mentorship for good value. That's my hack is find a small group and then you get small moments of imminent wisdom. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on operations. The Systems will set you free. So think about systems, think about flow, sustainability, potentially working out in your morning routine, waking up early, e-commerce, different business models. Think of the operations and the models that basically set up the foundation to allow the creativity within organizations, but also to make sure the trains are running on time and things are going as they should. Now, this is extremely important because we often can turn to the sexy parts of business and forget about the operations and how important that is. So I really want to focus this month on this specific topic. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Todd Randall of Beachview Coaching. Todd, super excited to have you on the show. Hey, Gresh, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yes, the honor's all ours. And what I want to do before we jump into the interview is read a little bit more about Todd so you can hear about some of those awesome things that he's working on. Uh -oh. And Todd, the eight-time CEO and business coach from rural Florida, found that running a business can lead you to an early grave if you let it. He set out to build a business enterprise that worships freedom more than money and somehow ended up with both. This is the story of how a man set a crazy goal for himself to learn to play polo and travel the world, indulging that passion, and then working persistently until he achieved it. Todd, super excited again to have you on the show, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I ready. I'm ready. Thanks. Nice intro. Yes. Nice work that you've been able to do. So now before we jumped into all the awesome things you're doing, I wanted to rewind the clock, get a little bit more on what I touched on, how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, I love this story. It's one of my favorite stories to tell because because it was a real life changer for me. I was running through life in the same way that people do, right? They get up and they have breakfast and they do the normal things every day that they have expected of themselves. And then I had a reason to look at life differently. About 15 years ago, I was a corporate bureaucrat in the middle of this really big company and a very satisfying job. It was amazing. I worked for a $300 billion company and um, they asked me to go to Europe and check out a couple countries there to see if any of our divisions would work for their workflow, et cetera. And it was really, I got to work with the executives of our company. Um, I got to live in other cultures and practice language and all the things that make life and work fun. And while I was there, the financial system started to collapse. And so my bosses said, okay, um, great work, Todd. It's time for you to come home. We'll find some place for you here to, 
to work back into the fold. And I was so sad because I was really onto something. I was establishing this great work-life balance. I was learning, like I said, language and meeting cool new people. And I said, okay, I need, I need a couple weeks to decompress. And they said, we understand, Todd. They were very gracious and generous about the whole thing because they knew I was disappointed, right? And so what I did is I took a couple weeks off, three, three weeks, and I went to Paris, which is a fabulous city, all the things you've heard about it are true. And I uh, enrolled in a, a language program where you study language in the morning and then you go out and you practice it on the city in the afternoon. So I played golf with friends and I went to museums and shows and I traveled around Europe and stuff. And at the end of the month, I looked down at my credit card bill for that month. <laughs> As a fraction of what I was making at the time, it was an embarrassingly small amount. And it was one of the best months of my life. And I thought, holy crap. I was living in a dorm, by the way. Because I couldn't, I, last minute I couldn't find a, a place to stay. Real estate is tough in Paris. And so the school I was going to put me up in a dorm. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't care, it's fine with me. And that's one of the reasons at the end of the month that I had this, it was like a couple thousand dollars. And I was doing everything I wanted. Like I said, I was getting out in the town, I was seeing art, I was visiting with friends, I was traveling to other countries. And at the end of the month I thought, maybe I don't need a million dollars a minute to be happy. And I reset that value in myself that maybe a fancy house because I had a nice place in the US at the time and I thought gosh maybe investing all the money into a big home and a fancy car because I didn't have a car when I was in Paris I didn't have a fancy house when I was in Paris but so many other things were really fulfilling very very satisfying and at that moment I said aha big revelation for me I work for a big company I make a lot of money I have a big title but I have a lot of baggage that comes with it and those things have to offset each other. Maybe there's a different way. And that was the seed of all of it. When I came home, the, I, the very first thing I did was start searching for my own business ideas because I knew that I could run a business that could support myself. Uh, that, that amount, remember, I told you that at the end of the month when I went down and I looked, I had a number now. And it was very different from the number I had before. Everybody's got a number in their head of what they think they need. And I said, gosh, I know that I can start a, any number of businesses that could support that number. And off and off I went and the search began. Nice. I appreciate you telling that story, but we sometimes don't know why we have those goals and we can yeah. sometimes become so attached to those you know, goals that we don't understand truly why we have those goals. So it sounds like you had that experience where you started to really, as you enjoy doing and be able to look at the credit card and say, this didn't yeah. cost nearly as much as I thought, and I have that fulfilling satisfa satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you decide the course, and you decide the speed, and you decide what hills and the distance, yeah, you're designing it for yourself. You can win that thing. I think that's also part of my story because so many entrepreneurs start a business because they're at a big company and they roll their division out. Oh, I can tell Mr. CEO or Miss CEO that you don't value this product anymore. You guys are going in a different direction. You're going all electric and I invented the gasoline engine. So I'm gonna take this division of the company and I'll get a loan and I'll go run this company. So many people start their company that way or they have this great innovation, uh, an, an invention or a new way of doing business and that's the way they start business. But to be fair, that's only a small percentage of all business people. They get much more press release than the person who starts a laundromat or the person who starts a, a newspaper route or the person who goes to yard sales and picks up things and repurposes them on Amazon or eBay, right? They're all business people too and they're all entrepreneurs. It's not as sexy. It doesn't get front row billing in the newspapers or on the online uh, reporting mags, 
but um, those folks are entrepreneurs and they deserve just as much kudos and respect as as the other crowd. Yeah, I, I would definitely echo that as well, too. And that's some of the things that I, I felt like was the most captivating when you sit down and talk with the laundromat owner or the, the person that has a tutoring business or the person that has a yeah. what dance, whatever it might be. They have really captivating stories, just like yourself on why they did. They're doing what they're doing. And I think it's one of the most motivational and inspiring things, which is why I love the work that I do as well. So thank you so much for making that happen. <laughs> Yeah, I envy your job. I think it's, it seems so fun to be able to network with folks who have their own stories. There must be some tidbit that you learn from every single one I do from the podcast that I listen to of yours. So I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much great information and knowledge that we can all learn. So what, before we jumped into hearing more from you about your knowledge and what we can learn from you, I wanted to go a little bit more into how you serve your clients and where you landed upon and being able to provide that impact. Can you take us through a little bit more on how you serve your clients and what you feel is yeah. maybe your secret sauce and such a part of Mix Unique? I was acknowledging right out of the gate that I wasn't the special sauce. I was the collector of skills, trades, networks, practices, and I put them together. Someone has to be the project manager. And oftentimes that's what a pro an entrepreneur is at the end of the day, right? So I love how provocative your tagline is, I am CEO, because I think it begs the question, what's that mean? What is a CEO? What's a CEO do, right? And I think from my case, um, our special sauce is that I had to go learn those skills and apply them to my trade to make the businesses successful. And then when I made one business successful, that wasn't enough to create my dream. So I had to do it again and again and again. And I did it with different industries. And so our secret sauce is we help people with the practical skills. Business essentially is just a set of skills. Right? There's nobody that wakes up on their fifth birthday and says, I think I'll hedge some income from a different country to eliminate currency risk. That doesn't happen. What happens is you start a business and you start trading with a vendor or a customer that lives outside the country and, and you get hurt. We're someone that can pass on real mentorship and guide them through the process. That's a, that's a long answer of saying that we're, we're a firm that specializes in transferring real business skill to people that feel like they're in over their head or, or want some help. Yeah, absolutely appreciate that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit sure. and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Yeah, it used to be that I would just pick up a book a week. That was that was my favorite way, but I think books are tough these days because uh, it's just so much easier to read digital. I tell you what I do <laughs> is I have a new favorite every, every six months or a year. And what I do is I just give myself permission to dabble in with the gurus so there's so many out there at this point that it's hard someone the other day said oh he reminds me of tim ferris and i'm like who's tim ferris and like, what do you mean who's tim ferris he's one of the best advisors on the planet and it's actually not weird that i wouldn't know one name right and so for years i think that different experts are better at different things seth godin is someone that i still go to to read his blog once a week on marketing and brand because he just understands it. He can explain it so much better than, than other experts I have. I think as it relates to strategy, I love a fellow by the name of Scott Galloway. He's a professor, lives in Florida. I can't remember what university he represents. Big picture thinker. When I want practical stuff, Tom Bilyeu, he has a group called oh, Impact University. Yeah, Impact, yes. Impact Theory I is his really podcast. I really like Tom. He's so practical and he's willing to, to get into the weeds with you. He has some 
some of his some of his groups give you direct access to him and there may not be cheap and you may not get a bunch of time with him but i'll tell you a couple minutes with tom can clear up a real big problem and so i go those routes nowadays I, 20 years ago i really liked the inspirational stuff um the zig ziglar and grant cardone and that that path i'm i feel like i'm ins inspired as i need to be now it's mostly practical information and so i'll find somebody that's relevant and then the the blogs are my favorite thing because they can get downloaded to your email and you can read two sentences and if it's great super and if it's not you can just go on to the next thing and give yourself permission to dabble take a little information read it if it's interesting pass on it if it's not and just keep coming back to the well yeah that, that makes so much sense so i wanted to ask you now for what i call a ceo nugget so this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice um it might be something you touched on but it might be something you would tell your favorite client or if you hopped into a time machine you might tell your younger business self Okay, so I'll expound on one of the things that we started, but add a little practical tip to it. And that is that the road of self-development is one that you have to curate. It's for you. Like the whole purpose of self-development is that you develop yourself, not somebody else. And so looking on somebody's top 10 business book list is not that helpful. Unless you spot something on it that's useful to you and go read it. Reading all 10 is, is actually probably not, not useful, right? Everybody's business is pretty unique. And if you describe your problem to somebody who's been there before, in five or 10 minutes, you can make a life-changing decision, right? And that's worth a lot. But I realize it's hard to front the money just in case you run into that scenario, right? So I think small groups. Small groups are a way in your early stages. If you start a first chiropractic business or if you start online coaching for dog training, right? Early in the process, yeah, find absolutely. someone that can go through with you that you can mediate that cost. You can compromise somewhere in the middle where yes, you don't have Grant Cardone for three hours a week because you can't afford it, but you don't get stuck in a big group where you're just a number and you're not getting something valuable. Find a small group where you can say, hey, I've just been listening the last couple of weeks and I think it's really valuable, but can I ask one specific question about my business? Because I think everyone's gonna learn from it. And then you have the floor and you have one-on-one -on -one interaction with somebody who's much more experienced than you. And that's a way to maximize value right now because it's really hard to find good mentorship for good value. And that's my hack. That's my hack is find a small group and then you get small moments of imminent wisdom, like really good reaching types of advice, but you don't need it every week. You don't need it every hour. Just use it when you need it. So I was asking now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We might've already touched on this, but we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Todd, what's yeah. being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, I think a CEO is helping other people run a business. I think you need to separate yourself from it. Like a true CEO, like you can be president and you can be chief operator, but to be a CEO to me means you've separated yourself from the day-to-day -day operations and you are you have folks in those positions that your job is to support them as much as you can. And so it is a position of service more than any other in the organization. What do you guys need? I ask my general managers all the time, what do you need this week? We really need someone to, to grease the gates. I'll be there then. I'll find some grease, I'll go to the hardware store and I'll grease the gates if that's what you need, right? We need a lot more inventory, which requires a lot more capital. So we need a half million dollars. It's a different job, but it's my job to support them. If they need more inventory to make their sales, then I have to find a way to do it. If they need more staff, that's the, that's the CEO's real task, I think, is to, is to find the people that can run the organization and then give them whatever they need, set the culture, set the environment, give them all the resources they need to run it. Absolutely appreciate that. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass 
you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you on about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Thanks for that. No, I don't have anything in addition to add. Uh, your questions are so insightful that I feel like there's a lesson learned in here somewhere if you look for it. Um, the best way to reach me is um, I have a website, beachview.biz because the I had this fantastic apartment at the time when I created the name, I was overlooking the beach and I never wanted to forget it. So beachview.biz.biz. And I get a lot of my clients involved in a Facebook group. And so if you want some place to go or just figure me out and see if I'm interesting or useful, the, the Facebook group is called a Real Business Coaching. That's a good way to get to get to know our group from even you can get to know it from a distance before you reach out. Awesome. 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 I definitely appreciate that, Todd. To make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes oh. for the Facebook page and the website as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, Gresh. It's an honor. Thanks again for the invite. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.